hello, hello, and welcome to the Circuit Clouds podcast, the official podcast of United League Baseball. I am Lance Mueller, and I am here again with Glenn Reed. Say hello, Glenn. Let's get it on. All right. And Charlie Qualls. Charlie. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey. So again, with this podcast, Commission not with us, doing his whole move thing to... Uh, Colorado. Hopefully that's going well, and he'll be back with us uh, soon. Um, so our last podcast, uh, we took a look at the, uh, let's say the the youth movement, the uh, young talent, twenty five and under on uh, on uh, seven teams in our league. Uh, the way that the game was ranking the bottom seven uh, in our league. Uh, just a quick recap. That would have been from the bottom from 14 to eight. That was Boston, Washington, Manhattan, Chicago, Montreal, Denver, and Atlanta. Uh, in this podcast, our second sort of half of this, uh, look at the youth movement. We are going to look at the top seven teams, uh, as far as ranking of prospects by the game. Um, so we're going to start at seven and move our way up to number one. And again, uh, the only real parameter we set for ourselves were guys age 25 and under. Uh, Charlie, Glenn, and I sort of split split the league up and sort of took teams. And again, didn't take any particular approach. Really, didn't really set uh, any sort of uh, metric for ourselves to go by. We just sort of were going to dive in, look at the teams, and uh, take away what we could uh, about uh, each one of these teams. Uh, so again, we're going to do our seven through one. And at the seventh spot, we have... Uh, St. Louis, and that is Glenn. Glenn, you took a look at St. Louis. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so St. Louis was fifty-eight and ninety-eight last year, forty-four games behind Chicago, and they were by ratings count the least talented team in the league last year. So, the number seven system. I mean, there's a lot of work to do, right? To, to you know, to address that and to upgrade that. Um, you know, and, and if you look at his year-end roster, so this counts September call-ups, 18 out of 35 guys on his major league roster um, September roster are 30 or 25 and under. So 18 out of 35 guys, 25 and under. So he does have some good young players. Uh, guys on the major league roster that I think anybody would frankly be glad to have is uh, he has Mumphrey in center field, who's 25. He's a 7-2-6, 9 defense with wheels. So um, that that's and then arguably center field's the most important position, at least in my mind. So, so he's well situated there. He also has a really sweet spec in uh, UL Washington. This was again one of those guys from the '77 draft that was like, you know, I think he was the first pick of the third round. And I was swooped here. I wanted this guy really bad. He's 24 years old. He's a seven-three-six shortstop or second base. Um, and he's six three six current, so he's just about fully cooked. Switch hitting, twenty four year old, eight nine ten on the bases. So you know, speed base running, or speed steals base running, eight nine ten. So so UL's quite good as well. You know, for with respect to the guys in the system and how the farm is ranked, he does have a super prospect in Lonnie Smith, who's number eight overall prospect. He's twenty two years old. Check out these ratings, bro. Tell me if this doesn't sound similar to Tim Raines. 98467. 98467. 
So that's the talent. The, the, the catch is that. The catch is that. He's a three. His actual ratings are three, seven, two, six, five. So his gap and his eye actually are quite good, but his contact is just a three. His power is a two, and, and you know, the void case is just a five. So he's got work to do. But if he can get on, he's a 999 on the bases. He does have low work ethic. He's 22. I mean, maybe he gets there. I don't know. Again, if he if he realizes his potential, he could be a he's a you know a great leadoff hitter, maybe the best leadoff or among the best leadoff hitters in the league anyway. Um, he also has a pretty good catching prospect. This twenty three year old um, Keith Moreland. The thing about Moreland is that he can play like uh, one of the guys we talked about the other day. He can play virtually any position on the diamond. Uh, he's a seven five six five eight, but again, he's so far away. Um, he is 23 years old, so you don't know if he's going to get there or not. He does have a high work ethic, though, so maybe he gets there. Um, but again, if you're St. Louis, you need help all over the diamond, right? So let's talk about his pitching prospects. He has Jim Clancy, 22-year-old, 5'6", six, six. That's your best pitching prospect? He's fully cooked. <laughs> so he's fully cooked, 5'6". So maybe he'll help, help in quotes. I don't know. He has Rich Wortham, a 24-year-old prospect, 585 fully cooked. Again, there's this question about is 585 sufficient or not. I don't know. He has seven stamina and three good pitches. Um, and this team, I think we're going to find out if he can pitch or not. Sort of the, you know, uh, sort of the stinky part about this or the suckish part is I traded him Don Oz. You know, when I drafted Ozzy, he was 5'8'8. Eight, eight. He was a 5'8'8 eight, eight in the draft. He's been downgraded since the trade. He's now 476. That is brutal, right? I mean, that is just absolutely brutal. So, I mean, that's a bummer. He, he Eckersley, Eckersley was a first round draft pick. He's been downgraded. He's now 657. That's not good. Um, so, and, and again, so, I, I, so what do you do? I mean, you know, this is not among his young guys, but he's obviously had injuries to his other guys as well. You know, his, his big pitchers, Maddich and, uh, uh, and the lefty. So, you know, I don't know. So part of it's, you know, part of it, maybe you call it bad luck. So, and I don't know how you address that other than just volume of picks. And again, he's trying, right? So, um, so maybe we'll see some improvement there. Um, other specs are young guys of note. He actually has pretty decent bullpen guys. Larry Anderson is fully cooked, 677, 24 year old, and Hartzell, uh, fully kept, 24 year old, 498. So he has the 21. I had Hartzell and I thought about starting him back in my day because he does have enough pitches to start and he has a four stamina. So that, that could be a solution as well. But, um, but yeah, but in general, so he has some young guys that are good. But like I say, he has the least talent, and he's 44 games back, so he's got a lot. There's still some work to do here. All right, St. Louis. Uh, next up at the number six spot, we have uh, a Los Angeles, and it, uh, Charlie dove into LA for us. So what do you got for Los Angeles, Charlie? Uh, yeah, this team is scary today, and they are scary tomorrow. This is a young team. And most of the guys I'm going to talk about are up and helping, right? They're, they're already playing for a winner. So um, I'm just going to dive right, right in with uh, Butch Weinegar, switch hitting catcher, 21 years old. He's a nine rated at the catcher, seven arm, um, 257 average, 
he's he but that's going to get better because he's got the seven contact eight eye eight void k he's he's just he's just a legit catcher uh he walks more than he strikes out he uh, defensively throws out about a third of the base runners um he's cut down on his pass balls and for a guy who was picked 26th overall paying him a million dollars there's that value you can't avoid you can't argue with that all right up next we got roy smalley he's that shortstop you like so much one of the stops with pop got a 350 obp on this guy um he can switch over to third base if you need it he's speaking of switch he's a switch hitter across the board he got sixes and sevens he's uh yeah, he's up there, man. He's up there. He's playing, and he's doing a good job for these guys. Up next, Willie Hernandez. This guy, six seven nine ratings, 23 years old, left-handed. On most teams, he is a closer, uh, but they have this other guy, Goose something, who's taking that job right now. Um, hit a bit of a bump in 78, spent some time on the injured reserve, but he should bounce back, and uh, they really need him to bounce back because he's, frankly, their best lefty hope. If not, their only lefty hope in that bullpen right now. So that might be the one danger zone. Um, speaking of, uh, let's see, what else? Oh, other legit guys that uh, are playing right now. Larry Christensen, 24. Mike Paxton, 24. Pete Redford, Dave Rosema, these guys are all, you know, young and helping now. And so this guy is, especially in terms of pitching, this guy is primed to hit the 80s and uh, replace those great starters he's got right now. Um, In the minors, again, here's that theme again. This guy that, who the hell keeps trading this guy? Uh, Randy (laughs) Lurk. I mean, come on. What? It's, you know, he, he was a 53rd overall pick, but still he was a solid prospect. For 300K and a lefty with those kind of ratings, 669, there's no reason to give that guy up for any reason. He's got five pitches. This guy could come in and give that lefty bullpen help. You know, or he could be a starter. He could be a monster starter. So again, what were you thinking? <laughs> uh, you yeah, just right? put that above your keyboard, bro. Seriously, seriously. Every time, every time you think about making a trade, bro, just go. Yeah. What am I that's, thinking? <laughs> yeah, and that's the one common denominator with all these guys. I traded them all. <laughs> So, anyways, let's get back to the list. We've got a guy named Roger Erickson, uh, 21, right-hand starter, 487 ratings. He's grown up. He's ready to fill in in case of injury. He's ready for his shot. Um, Then there is uh, legit prospects in Jerry Garvin, undrafted left-handed starter. He's not embarrassing himself in the minors. George Fraser, another right-handed reliever. If he gets his ratings, he's good. Rob Wilfong, maybe not a star, but you know he's a big leaguer, bench player to be to uh, be sure. Chris Knapp, 
24 right-handed starter, three good pitches and a slider. And then there is the enigma known as Rick Sutcliffe. Uh, what we don't know. This was this guy was expected to be a big shot. Still might be. Uh, he's kind of taking a hit with his ratings. He's at six seven six for his potential. Um, yeah, he's just slow to grow. This is one of those tough two million dollar gamble guys. You know, he could even if he does get there, still may not be the ace that you drafted him to be. Still, he's got seven fastball, seven curveball, four good pitches. So, yeah, that's the big question mark. But on the other hand, you got Randy Lurch for 350. So, what are you going to do? It, it kind of washes out. All right. So, that was LA at the number six spot. Number five, we have San Francisco, who uh, Charlie also dove into for us. So, on to the spiders, Charlie. All right. Yeah, this is a pretty quick one. Um, they don't have a ton of young guys under 25, but it's not exactly a team that's aging out either. It's a kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird mix. But um, I'll just start with this guy, Julio Cruz, uh, 23-year-old switch hitter. He's a nine defense, ten speed, six contact, eight. Yeah, he's just full. He, his, he's he's baked. He's ready to go. Um, his first full year in San Francisco, he led the league in stolen bases with 62. Um, it's going to be tough. There's a couple of guys coming up that might challenge that. But still, if anything over 50 is pure gravy. Um, he's durable, 698 plate appearances, which was that was first. You know, he's your leadoff guy. And uh, he, he might be overshadowed by second baseman with some more pop. But man, he can't argue with his production. Uh, had 17 errors, which is a little high, I think, for a nine rating. So definitely that's going to come down. Um, September, man, he hit 397 to spark that amazing run to the postseason. So, yeah, this guy is a legit leadoff guy, and I like him. Uh, next is Jim Rice, who may not be the stud that we all expect him to be, but still he is above average. Defense above average speed or average speed, um, 29 home runs, 90 RBIs, 308, 375 on base. You know, you just, um, yeah, he's uh, you just stick him in there, you're good to go. Um, I, I'm dig dug a little deeper, I've done a little scouting for teams in the future. Uh, if you find yourself at home during the day on grass in April or September. And Jim Rice is going to beat you by himself. <laughs> so, that, sorry, sorry to ruin that one for you, Jeff, but just pitch around Jim Rice in those conditions, it's, and you'll be fine. Um, up next is Rick Honeycutt. This guy's a 488 prospect. If he gets there, he's a late second round pick, he's, but uh, there's still high hopes for this guy. He's got five pitches, but the fourth ball is a five, and that's his best one. So the develop is, development's been rocky so far. He needs to step it up if he's going to get there. Um, dang, there's not a whole lot of Bob Lacey, 578, left-handed reliever. Uh, he's maxed out on his potential. He strikes out twice as many as he walks. Doesn't give up a lot of homers. Um, is 350k guy that's uh fourth round pick, so there's value there. Cat named Ron Oster's got some decent potential, and have I forgotten anyone? 
Oh, yes. Here's a guy who is another Tim Raines from last year, Pedro Guerrero. Um, man, if he hits his marks, he's he's just going to be... He's just going to be a monster. So, and, and we do see him. He is evolving. Uh, he's so it feels like he's going to get there. Another guy who's rated at five positions with right field being his bread and butter. Um, his he hasn't embarrassed himself in Reno at all. So it looks like he's going to be. He's going to be. It. He's only twenty one. He's going to be the real deal. It feels like. Does anyone else get that sense? Yeah, I mean, he's a six in center, right? If he can play a passable center field and he gets close to his ratings, that's amazing. I mean, that guy guy's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. And San Francisco is still kind of a young team, but kind of in the middle there. They're still – I like that team a lot. All right. Glenn, any thoughts or are we going to move on? Uh, we can cruise on. All right. So that was San Francisco and uh, – Moving on to the team in the number four position is Seattle. And uh, Glenn, you dove into Seattle. What uh, would you find? Okay, well, so what's interesting about Seattle is they're the exact opposite of all the other teams we've talked about, essentially. You know, we talked about Denver, Atlanta, all these teams that are trying to, Detroit we'll get to, all these teams that have the offense in place and, and they're trying to address their pitching. Dude, Seattle is the exact opposite. So last year, Seattle 75 and 81, 27 games back, but he was sixth in runs allowed um, and really not that far off the pace. But his runs scored was next to last. There were 13th in runs scored. And so, so again, this, it's exactly flipped right from these other teams. So, so what you look for in the system then is like, does he have the positional specs in the system to, or young guys, you know, to address that? And so he has the number four. So to that point, he has the number four overall prospect in Paul Molitor. You know, Molitor's just 21. He can play first, second, or third. I mean, the guy's fully cooked. Now he has been downgraded, right? So when he came into the league, he had a nine contact. Now he's eight, seven, four. Three eight eight seven four three eight. So he's taken um, a knockdown, <clears throat> but a fully cooked eight seven four three eight is still pretty good when you can play second or third, right? So that's two premium positions. He's a ten nine nine on the bases. So I mean, this is a legitimate, you know, leadoff leadoff hitter. Um, and again, to do that at second base, that adds real value, I think. <clears throat> so his offense is going to get better. Um, he has another guy, the number 61 prospect, uh, Barry Bunnell. So this is a guy who, on the other hand, has gone has gotten upgrades. So he was a third rounder in 77. So check this out. In 77, third round, round pick, he was a 755 third rounder in 1977. Now, after upgrades, he's an 855, fully cooked, good on the bases, solid left field, 24 years old. So Basically, I would say that's probably his new number two and number three hitters in his lineup, right? So, I mean, that's just a massive upgrade to his his lineup there. <clears throat> and then, okay, you think, okay, so, you know, he's got sweet positional specs, but dude, he has Caveman Robinson, number 11 overall spec. Uh, and again, he's actually been downgraded. He was drafted 5.88. Now he's a 5.78, but 5.78 fully cooked 20-year-old Caveman Robinson. So he's going to be good and contribute for a long time. And moreover, he has uh, the Candyman 
And the Candyman is like super interesting. He's a seven stuff, but he has four movement. Seven stuff, four movement, and ten control talent, which is a nine current or nine real. But dude, in, for two seasons, he's had three major league seasons. Two of those seasons, he's had a whip of one and an ERA of three. Dude, I'll take that all day. But in the other season, he gave up almost 50 homers. He had a 1.3 whip and a five and a half ERA. <laughs> so, so when it works, he's amazing, right? When it works, he's awesome. But um, you know, again, if if he's given up taters, like 50 plus taters, I mean, that's you know, anyway. Um, he also has uh, his closer is 25 years old, Mark Little. He's a really good 986. Um, you know, that's an excellent closer. And he also has Alice Valentine and, uh, and uh, Herndon to play Larry Herndon to play center field. So he has some good young players. So I really feel like he's his offense. He's going to call up these guys, Benel, Molitor, and again, Valentine, Herndon. He's going to have quite a good uh, team, I think, next year. Thanks to, uh, thanks to guys in the system. All right. That's a look at Seattle. I'm sitting at the number four spot. So one click up at uh, number three, we have Brooklyn, and uh, I dove into Brooklyn. Um, we'll divide this up a little bit between guys who are 25 and under who are all currently on the roster and uh, who have uh, done some contributing already, and then some guys who uh, maybe haven't made it up to the big league yet but uh, look like they're going to be pretty solid. Um so the first guy I want to name actually isn't 25. I'm going a little bit out of bounds, but he just turned 26. And that, of course, is uh, Freddie Lynn. Obviously, this guy has just been an absolute stud over the last few years. Uh, you know, arguably best center fielder in the league, you know, uh, just his contributions both uh, in the field and at the plate. Um but there's also a lot of other young talent uh, on this team. This is a really, really interesting-looking team, not only based on the young talent that's contributing, but also uh, what's going to come down the pike. But the uh, guys who are up in, the, up in the big leagues already contributing, obviously there's Keith Hernandez, uh, only 24 years old, um, incredibly solid defensive first baseman. I mean, just an absolute stud at first base. Um, but also, you know, a, a seven four five, a really good contact hitter. You know, as long as he sticks around, doesn't become too expensive. I mean, just looks to be, you know, the kind of first baseman you'd want to have for years to come. You got Lee Mazzilli, can play all three outfield positions very well. He's got some legs as well. Good speed, good stealing ability. Uh, he's, you know, six contact, but you, you might want a little bit more. But, I mean, he's got five home run power. He's got a seven high. I mean, he, he, you know, those sort of things combined together, you know, just looks like a guy who uh, is going to be able to, you know, put, you know, put the ball out there, get you some hits, get you some knocks, uh, run the bases well for you. Just a r- real nice piece to have. He's a guy who has potential to play all those outfield positions for you for years to come. On the mound, you got Rick Roden. He's a 6'6'8". He's got four uh, above or a- average or above average pitches. Uh, you know, he's gotten some time in the majors. Has done pretty well for Brooklyn uh, in his time pitching in the majors. I mean, he was 8-9 uh, last year with a 3-2-2 ERA. I mean, he looks to be just, again, solid for years to come. Again, just a 24-year-old about to turn 25. Um, 
a good got of course uh you know the guy we bragged on uh for for a while a couple years ago uh, uh joe sambito just a great looking closer um you know didn't have the greatest year last year as far as at least the era goes i mean he had a four eras he had six losses but he still you know he still locked down 33 saves he had 36 saves the year before and a sub three era i mean that guy you know still uh, on his best day i mean is on par with just about any any closer in the league i think you know again, dude look at his ratings yeah he's yeah, a six, six nine eight six nine yeah. eight i mean like if he's yeah, if he's having a good day, that guy is is a is a shutdown closer. So he's a great guy to have on your team. You got Nino Espinosa. You know Espinosa, who's a five six eight. Um, you know he got uh, got a full year of starts. Actually, got two full years of starts so far. He's been, you know, he's winning nine. He's losing more than that. He's a uh, you know got an ERA over 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 four over four and a half. But I mean he's. Not a you know he's a ground ball pitcher, not a bad looking pitcher, um, you know definitely a nice guy to have on the squad. He's seven hundred fifty k, so you're not paying him a ton, to you know to again to be maybe a four starter, a five starter, again potentially move him to the bullpen, maybe he gets a you know tick up and then suddenly he's a six six eight. You know, not not a bad guy to have around at all at the age of twenty four, um, and then one other guy, uh, uh, Jim. Mm, burger, Jim. Mm, burger. Mm, that's a tasty burger. Uh, I mean, looking at his 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 ratings, a five, six, seven. You know, nothing. No pitch is better than a five. He doesn't seem like he would be uh, the greatest guy, but uh, Brooklyn's using him out of the bullpen, not making him be a starter, even though he has the ability to be a starter. Um, and you know, he's contributed. I mean, two years in a row. Out of the pen, I mean, not a lot of innings pitched, but two years out of the pen, uh, you know, on the big league squad. I mean, he's got a sub two ERA. I mean, that's, you know, and again, another lefty. So he's a lefty. So a nice little piece to have to bring in, maybe face left-handers uh, in a pinch. I mean, if you can get a sub two ERA two years out of a guy who, you know, sums to 18, I mean, that's that's a nice guy to have on your team. And again, you're paying him half a mil to do that. So, I mean, that's a nice piece to have around. But, I mean, those are the guys that are on the squad right now that have contributed in the last couple of years. But, I mean, it doesn't stop there. I mean, he's got guys coming down the pike that are nice looking. I'm going to start with uh, this guy, a guy named Lynn Barker. Holy smoke, does this guy look like he could be something else. Uh, he right now is a 5'8'6". But he could be a seven eight six. Again, he's a five of that seven. So I mean, he's already getting close to being somebody who could probably be a contributor. Uh, if he gets all the talent out of all of his pitches, I mean, he looks to have three above average pitches. He throws in the mid nineties. You know, if he could get that stuff up there and maybe get a couple of his pitches to be a little bit better, this guy looks like he could be a killer on the mound. Another nice-looking young pitcher that you might have, uh, Scott Sanderson, who we picked up in the first round of last year's draft. He could he right now he's a five seven five, but he could be a six seven eight. You know, with again uh, two or three really nice pitches. Um, you know, has got some got 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 uh, some starts uh, in the majors and in the minors last year. 
you know, didn't embarrass himself. I mean, he was two and eight, which is not great. You know, had an ERA over five. But I mean, for a guy who came straight out of the draft and got you know some some turns in the major league, I mean, he looks like. He is going to be another really solid pitcher. Uh, another guy uh, that I like the looks of is Al Holland. Um, looks to be a super, super solid pitcher. He is 25, uh, so he's reaching the end potentially of his ability to, uh, I don't know, to get upticks. And he's right now a 475, which is tough. I mean, he, he has the potential to be a 797. Right now, you're paying him $2 million to hopefully make it to that place. So that's the only question mark is, you know, that kind of money to maybe make it to be your closer of the future. So uh, who else do we got who's in the pipeline? Uh, we, how about Ken Landro? Again, another one of these guys that Brooklyn has on their team that can kind of play all three outfield positions. I mean, he's much better rated in left field. But even so, I mean, right now he's 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 almost fully cooked. I mean, he's a seven contact. He could be a five home run power. Uh, he's at a four right now. He's got a five eye. He could be a nine avoiding case. He got seven gap power. He's a seven speed. He's got some wheels on him for sure. Hit over three hundred last year in AAA. I mean, this is a guy for sure. Who you know? Uh, I mean, if I had him, he would definitely be in the majors right now. You know, if not a starting position, certainly backing up. Just a nice uh, set of uh, skills uh, with this guy. Uh, the big real life name who you wonder about uh, is Jack Morris. He's fully tapped out. Uh, looks like it, unless he can get uh, future upgrades. I mean, he's only a five six five. Um, he's not going to supposedly going to go any further than that. He's only 22 years old. Um, but in the minors, I mean, he's done well in the minors. I mean, last year he had a sub three ERA. He was 10 and four. It's the question is the real big question is if you take that skill set, move it to the major league roster, what's going to happen with that guy, right? I mean, it's it's tough. You you get, get kind of feel like you got to give him the chance to do it just to see what happens for a guy who's pitched as well as he has in the minor leagues. But you know, uh, if he's just not gonna uh, if he's not gonna get any more talent upgrades, uh, it's it's tough to know uh, what you're gonna get out of that guy um, uh, on the major league level. Yeah, you know what? I think that's it. I mean, um, you know, my my takeaway is. He's got a lot of young talent. I mean, I have him with 23 dudes at 25 and younger right now and three draft picks. So, I mean, that's a lot of really young talent on this team. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, he's got all these guys. uh, He doesn't need them all to mature. He just needs a couple of them. And if that happens, look out. This is the, the wicked combo of the guy who's good now, and he's got a great system. So... He doesn't. He's got a lot of eggs to work with, and only a couple of them need to be uh, fried. I completely agree. All right, so that's Brooklyn at the number three spot. At the number two spot, we have Detroit, who I also uh, delved into. Um, yeah, with Detroit, I just wanted to break it down into sort of two two groups, which is this is a really um, He's got a real Jekyll and Hyde situation going on here as far as, uh, you know, the way I'm looking at it. Right now, Detroit, based on guys who are 25 years and younger, could field an entire 
starting defense, starting <clears throat> position players with all of the young talent that he has. I mean, and not just like not just like ah, I'll stick this guy in here. Like guys who are or who look to be really, really solid to obviously superstar level players. So I'm just gonna run down the positions really quickly and look at what he's got going as far as that goes. So I'll start a catcher. <clears throat> he's got this guy, uh, Ernie Witt. Uh, you know, not the greatest contact at five, but a six, 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 and potential seven at all the other uh, batting ratings. Plus he's an eight uh, at his position rating. He's an eight catching ability. I mean, this is, you know, this is a guy, uh, you know, who you would look to obviously hit some home runs for you with that six home run power and just be a solid, solid defensive catcher for you. I mean, if not your starter, certainly, uh, you know, really good platoon player to have. And, you know, and he's left-handed and he's costing you like a million dollars. At first base, you've got uh, Willie Akins. I mean, this dude, 23 years old, just looks to be, again, super, super solid. He's a, he... Right now is a seven con, uh, sorry a six contact with a seven potential. Uh, he's a three home run, but a seven potential at home run, a six eye and a seven avoiding K and a six gap power. All the gap power, the eye, the avoid K, those are all developed. His contact is one tick away from being as best it's going to be at seven. It's just his power that he has to develop. You know, not a particularly good defensive first baseman, but I mean, you know, you got a seven. You don't need a, your first baseman to be particularly good defensively. So a seven contact and a seven home run and a six eye. I mean, this guy looks to be seriously good. And again, 23 years old and a guy who came out of the second round. Uh, you know, then we got Glenn Hubbard at second, just going around the horn here. You know, 20 years old. Uh, he's currently a five contact, could be a six, seven gap power, potential six I, eight avoiding K. And again, super solid defender, an eight at second base, eight range, seven arm, an eight error. You know, he's got one year under his belt in Detroit. Uh, and then, of course, we've got shortstop moving around the horn. We got Alan Trammell. Uh, he's got some maturing to do, but I mean, potential eight contact. Potential six home run, a six I already, potential eight avoiding K, and then a 10 at shortstop. I mean, a gold glove every year shortstop right here. 10 rating, 10 range, an eight arm, nine turning double plays. I mean, this guy absolutely positively is going to be a stud when he matures. And again, he's 20 years old, so he's got plenty of time to reach that level. Um, and when he does, I mean, you, again, you put him in that infield uh, next to Glenn Hubbard, and you get that defense right there up the middle, crazy good. Uh, and then we move around the horn, third base. I mean, Bob Horner. I mean, I don't really need to talk about Bob Horner. We saw what he did last year. I mean, we know what this guy is capable of. I mean, an eight contact with a nine home run, please. I mean, again, and he's fully cooked. He's 20 years old, and he is fully baked. Rookie of the year last year, 44 home runs, 101 RBIs. I mean, forget about it. This guy is going to be a masher, masher for years to come. Uh, then you move to the outfield, and you got this guy named, I don't know, Mitchell Page. I don't know about that. I don't know. I've heard of that guy. I mean, you know, just your rookie of, you, rookie of the year the year before. You know, he is uh, technically 26 now, so he has matured out of that 25, but I didn't want to bring him up because, again, 
I mean, to get him back-to-back with Bob Horner and to be able to put him out there on the field every single day. Again, an eight contact, a seven home run power, a seven eye, an eight gap power. Again, not a great outfielder. In fact, not even an average outfielder. But again, you know, you're gonna, if you're going to put your pots anywhere, you're going to put them in left field, right? So that's his best outfield position. Nine, nine speed, nine stealing, nine base running. I mean, this guy, absolutely, again, you know, he whatever runs he's going to give up because of his poor defense, he's going to more than make up for you at the plate. I mean, two years in the majors, 40 home runs in his uh, freshman year, again, rookie of the year that year, 33 last year. I mean, the guy just looks to be a masher for ages to come. You move over to center field, and you got this guy named Claudel Washington. Again, fully baked. Sixes across the board. Um, could, he could play left field for you, but again, you, you, with Mitchell Page, you're never going to play there. He's a 10 in left. He's an 8 in center, a 7 in right. Can play all the outfield positions. Got great range. Got nice wheels behind, you know, on him. An 8 speed, an 8 stealing. He's got him locked down. He signed him through 1986 at barely over a million dollars a year. I mean, forget about it. Like... You're going to see that guy playing for Detroit for a lot of years to come. Because, again, if he ever gets a better center fielder, just shift him to another, shift him to a corner outfield position. He can play all of them. Yeah, I mean, that great pickup at for 350K. And then, you know, you want to move to right field? You got this guy named Hoskin Powell. 22 years of age, also fully cooked. Six contact, six gap power. You know, two home run, but again, you know, with his, his I at a 6 and his avoid K at a 9, again, a guy who, uh, you know, in, in his best years, is going to get on base for you. Uh, again, can you know, he's best in right field, but he can play a little bit of left field. He can play center field in a pinch. You know, uh, again, a nice little piece to have. Uh, maybe start him, maybe back him up. Again, you got Jack Clark who could play right field if you want. I mean... Just and those those guys are all twenty five years and younger, and for the most part have, have been drafted, you know, in the last couple of years, in the last two or three years, with a couple of exceptions. I mean, that's insane that those guys that he has the potential to put all those guys on the field at the same time. But then you look at the flip side, which is uh, basically the arms. Um, he traded one away uh, in Moose Haas. Um, but the, his his pitching, I, I I just don't know if any of these guys, if they even do fully develop to what they possibly could be. I mean, again, Musaz is gone. He would have been. He could be a four, seven, eight. Uh, and then again, I mean, basically a carbon copy of that. You got Ed Whitson. You know, again, potential to be a four, seven, eight. Got a little bit of of ways to go to be that. Um, you know, hasn't been great in the minors so far, but he's only 22. Uh, it's tough to know that this guy's going to be anything more than, again, maybe a back end of the rotation piece. But again, maybe a bullpen. Maybe he becomes a bullpen piece. Maybe you move him to the bullpen, make him a reliever. That stuff gets a little bit better. Then maybe he looks a little bit better. But for me, it's like I have a hard time seeing this guy being a strong contributor uh, in the major leagues. Uh, and again, it's like, I'll just run off a couple of names. I'm not going to look at the ratings for all of those guys, but I mean, you talk about Mike Parrott, you talk about Tom Hume, uh, Pete Falcone, who I know has gotten some downgrades, uh, and Larry, 
Uh, Larry Demery again. Uh, I think I think Demery got some time in the majors last year. Yeah, he had a full season essentially, uh, two years in a row, and his has been five and twelve in seventy seven, five and sixteen in seventy eight with ERAs uh, at or above five. I just for, I mean, you know, he's got what looks like a good fastball, a good curveball. It looks like he could be a good pitcher, but that just has not translated to the majors. I mean, it's crazy to think that of all these draft picks that uh, that Sean has gotten in Detroit, that he absolutely is fielding an ins- or is can field an insanely good uh, offensive team, as well as you know those guys being some of those guys being really good defensive players as well. But the the pitching just has not panned out, and does as far as I can tell is probably not gonna pan out other than being maybe back into the rotation kind of guy. So it'll be interesting to see now that he has picked up the number four uh, pick as well as having the number one pick in this upcoming draft. I mean, I think uh, we're all saying Ricky's going to go, Ricky Henderson's going to go number one, but now he's got number four. So, I mean, that's that's a potential for a Mike Scott or, or someone of that ilk that may potentially you know could round into uh, being uh, the kind of uh, – pitching help that he needs or you know maybe he takes some of those pieces that he has and on the offensive side of it and you know leverages them to get a nice pitching uh, a nice stud who's already developed to put in the rotation because honestly this team with that offense that uh, looks to be either maybe a year or two away with all these guys maturing if he could get the pitching to go along with it I mean Detroit is going to be a dangerous dangerous team so those are my thoughts on Detroit. Uh, anybody else got some thoughts on this team? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's going to be a matter of he's got a lot of redundancy offense, especially if you say, like you say, he picks up Ricky. So it's just going to be interesting to see what he can trade that for and what, you know, he's definitely going for it. He, he's tired of being in the cellar. Yeah. I think he's get, he's got a couple of workable older guy p- pitchers who are going to, Right. keep them respectable. So, um, I don't know. I think it's just going to be interesting to see if he's willing to give up some of these young stud bats where he doesn't necessarily need them all. So, yeah, absolutely. Glenn, any thoughts on, uh, Detroit? Well, this is kind of like, um, the Brooklyn example we talked about earlier, where Sean has only been the manager the last few years. And just before that, it was, I mean, it was just a mishmash of nonsense. So he's basically come in and fixed the finances, and he started by drafting offense. And it, like you, Charlie was mentioning, I think this year he's going to draft pitching, and he traded for was a Butler off of your team, Charlie, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I yeah. think he's basically just give me some nineteen rated starters, and right. yeah. let the offense take care of the rest. You know? Right. So. Right. So we'll see. And again, I just, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I can't wait for the season preview, bro, because there's going to be a ton of teams that improve. Yeah, absolutely. Know? All right. So that's Detroit at the number two spot. And that only leaves one team. And that is uh, the Cleveland Barons. And Glenn dove in deep on Cleveland Barons. And he should be very familiar with a lot of the young talent on this team because he's responsible for, uh, you know, a, a, por- <laughs> a good portion of it. So. Glenn, your thoughts on Cleveland? Dude, so glad we have Charlie here because, um, because I, I mean, it's interesting. I, I, I have some questions. So, like, I mean, dude, number one, it is the best farm system. I mean, 
with a bullet. I mean, you know, this guy, you have um, three of the top seven and four of the top 12 prospects, five of the top 21. So, I mean, just the, the quality of specs is is incredible. What's interesting is where you have guys that are super high rated by the game. Um, Whitaker, so let's just focus on the positional guys. Whitaker is the sixth, Ozzie Smith seventh, and Lance Parrish twelfth. So those three up the middle, I mean, again, those are three of the four most important positions. Um, and the fact that you have three absolute studs there, these guys are almost all fully cooked. Lance Parrish, let's start there. He's been upgraded six, seven, five when he was drafted, seven, eight, five, a 20 rated catcher with eight power. That's arguably the best catcher in the game. Porter adds to 22, but Porter does not have eight power. Porter has seven power. And the other guy that is in the conversation is Gary Carter. Gary Carter, six, seven, six. He's a 19. I mean, to me, Parrish, and because all I care about are ratings, Parrish is, is way ahead. So this guy might be the best catcher in the game. He's 21 years old. He's fully cooked and he's solid defensively in the you know classic quasi mode. And he's so, a spark plug. So that's a spark plug. Yeah. I mean, the guys, you know, really the guy's legitimately quite good. And having that stud at the catcher position is a big boost because again, most other teams don't, you know, have anybody remotely comparable and they don't have any power there. So, so that's a big boost. Ozzie Smith is shortstop, fully cooked, you know, seven. He has no power, but again, that's not why you have him, right? He has good contact. He has a pretty good eye, never strikes out. And when he gets on, you know, he's a nine-nine. But above all, right, it's his, uh, it's his glove. He's the unparalleled glove man. Plus 23 zone rating, 99% fielding. I mean, the guy's incredible. So, so up the middle, um, oh, no, we didn't get to Lou Whitaker. Lou Whitaker is a seven six seven potential five two seven current. So, you know, power always does develop last. Um, so if he just gets close, well, he is close. He's a five contact now. He's only twenty years old. Um, he'll turn twenty one here early in the season. So, you know, I feel like your development risk here is like is quite low actually because he's so young because he is close. It really, it is just power you're going to have to wait on. And he's an eight defense, right? So, so in a way, this is the classic quasi strong up the middle defense. And you can see it. So back to my thing about the parent club. If you look at the pitching stats, so you're ninth in runs allowed and seventh in BABIP. Well, again, you know, you didn't have a ton of super high rated guys. So we're not expecting you to have, you know, like the number one pitching team or maybe ultimately – classic quality mode you will have the number one pitching team but for now you know you're you're clearly like awesome on balls in play good on um yeah so so again if the balls hit you're making the play but the thing that's weird is for a quality team you're 14th in home runs allowed right so that's a bit odd and again maybe that's just a reflection of the staff you had last year right it was like ah, we're just building you know, who cares? These guys aren't great. That's fine. Um, but that is something to keep an eye on because, again, I think you have guys that are good with whip categories like Gidry's 27. So we're not talking about him as a spec, but but it's just to keep in mind, you know, he's a 6'5", 7", 
So he's got 13 in the whip categories, but only five um, stuff. And so, and there's another guy on your team that I really like that I wanted to talk about that is 25. And that was this guy named Dressler. Rob Dressler is a 20, sorry, 24 year old pitching prospect. He's four, five, 10 is his talent. He's a four, five, nine right now. So four stuff isn't great, but because your infield defense is so good, why not? You know, you could get away with playing this guy. And the fact that he has the nine control, or if he gets there at 10, I mean, you're looking at 13 or maybe 14 in the whip categories, dude, that is awesome. But again, the five movement. So maybe he does give up some dongs, but, um, but that seems to me like a guy that I quite liked as a, uh, I quite liked as a pitching prospect. Um, okay. But, anyway, but I'm all over the shop. So, so we talked about Whitaker, Ozzy, and Parrish. The other thing about the team is, dude, almost all your starters, Ozzy, Whitaker, Parrish, they're 20, 23, and 21. Terry Poole, your outfield is Poole, Bosley, and White, 21, 21, and 25. And these guys, uh, Poole and Bosley are very similar, 746 and 736. But dude, on the bases, 9910, 10-9-10. And you were the number two team in steals last year. And again, that's just evident from look at Poole, look at Bozzy, look at Ozzy 997. So your thing is just get on and then you're just going to run people ragged, right? Or more like Lance style, get on and you're high contact guys. So um, you're going to score a bunch of runs that way. And again, the outfield, they're all young. They all get on base. They all run. So I think that's, um, that's a source of strength there. What's interesting is the pitching prospects. We talked about Dressler. Of course, the crown jewel is Soto. He's number five overall. So Mario Soto is number five overall. He was taken third in the 77 draft. It was 876 when he's drafted. He's 776 talent now, 656 current. So, and again, he's still young, right? The guy's only 21. High work ethic, three great pitches. So you got to believe he's going to get there. Um, so Soto seems, you know, again, quite, quite good. Another, uh, highly rated pitching prospect is Danny Darwin. Um, he is far away. He's five, seven, seven talent. He's only two, seven, three today and he's 22, but he does have a high work ethic and you have all of 22, 23, 24 before you hit 25. So most likely, I mean, you got to believe he'll get there again. You have another guy, Morgan, five, eight, five, but he's injured and he's been downgraded, right? Because I think he was drafted like 587 or 588. I'm not sure uh, which one in my notes. I can't read my handwriting. But he's out because of injury, right? So that that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite, Joaquin Andahar, is only 25. He's a 497. So he gets you to 20. He has that great movement, 11 in the whip categories. So I, I quite like um, Andahar as well, who you're using in the pen. Maybe because his stuff isn't that good. His performance hasn't been that good, right? Yeah, but, I'm just um, trying to figure out where he's going. Yeah, yeah, because he definitely seems to have starter. I mean, his three pitches aren't great. Maybe that's the problem, right? His three pitches mm-hmm. aren't great, so maybe that's why you keep him. But he has 597 potential. So maybe if he adds that extra point of stuff and he adds a point on his pitches, then he can legitimately start. But again, a low-stuff guy, you think he's really going to benefit from your defense. So. So I would expect to see him do quite well in the future. Moscow, Boggs. I mean, it's just a, a litany of young guys. Waits, six, seven, four. Now, Waits I had, Lance you had. He's been injured and downgraded. He was six eight six at one point, now yeah. six seven four. So 
So one of the themes, and again, I don't know if there's anything you can do about this, but Morgan waits, guys get hurt and downgraded. I just don't know there's any way around that. And I feel like with pitchers, it's just volume, right? You just got to get a ton of them and know that some of them are going to crap out. Um, where else do we go? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I just, I look at your team and I just, I see you have so many good positional specs, but your, your young, your pitching specs are further away, but they're all going to benefit from that great, from that great uh, defense. So I, I do still see, it looks like a classic quality team. I remember you saying a while ago, wow, who cares about defense? I gave up on that. Dude, you have not given up on that. I could look at this team and like everywhere. <laughs> Maybe not every position, but definitely up the middle, dude. You're still emphasizing the gold gloves. So, yeah, dude. So, I mean, I think you're legitimately, it's a really solid farm. And it's a really solid farm supporting a, a team that's very young and going to be good. It's just the question is, when do the pitchers arrive? When do the pitchers mature? Mm -hmm. You know. For sure. I mean, you know, you talked about his outfield and their ability to run. I mean, I'm just going to throw another name out there, yep. which is Rudy Law, who we picked up in a trade yes. with L.A. This is another, again, who, guy who can play essentially all three outfield positions. You know, if he matures, he looks like he'd be a 6-2-5, but again, a six-gap power. Like, again, these are all guys that always sort of catch my eye because it's like I'm not worried so much about the power. It's the ability to hit the ball in the gap, particularly if you're a guy who's got a 10-speed 10 stealing, 10 base running. And and also, again, yep. you talked about bunt for hit. This guy who's a nine bunt for hit. He's a nine bunt for hit yep. and a 10 speed. I mean, put this guy on bunt for hit and just let him run. <laughs> let him let him, let him, him bunt for singles, and then he's a 10 stealing. I mean, that's a, you exactly. know, it's, it's like, you know, he's he's the poor, a very poor man sort of Ricky Henderson. I mean, it's like Ricky's yeah. got the same kind of ratings. I think Ricky's also a nine bunt for hit. Like, you know, if, yeah. if this guy never matures as a contact hitter, let him just bunt the ball. And, you know, get on that way and then steal second base. I mean, the guy's crazy good as far as that goes, you know. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, that's the, you throw him in there with all these other sort of young, fast guys that he's got in the outfield. I mean, it's, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of really interesting potential there uh, for sure. Charlie, yeah. what do you, you got anything you want to say about your team? No, it's, I, I agree mostly. It's just, it's just, it's like you said, it's just, I just throw all the fish in the barrel and hope some rise to the top. You know what I mean? Like somebody has to, and I'm not expecting those monster, uh, Robinsonian upgrades, but yeah. just get there, just get to your potential. And it's, it's the same with like Brooklyn. I don't need them all. Just a yeah. couple of these guys need to step up. Yeah. So that was my theory going in. Yeah. The only, th I mean, just, Based on that analogy, your analogy there, the only problem with fish in a barrel rising to the top is just really that means that they have died. They're dead fish. Yeah, so, so uh, maybe jump out. Yeah, there you go. But then they're dead, they're dead yeah. then too. Yeah. So. All right. Anyway. Well, I mean, your oldest guy, I think this is true, the oldest guy in your starting lineup, well, except for your third base where you have the big hole. We've established you have a big hole. Other Ew. than third base, dude, your oldest guy is Cooper. Cecil Cooper is 28. Everybody else is like 25, again, 23, 21. Most of your guys yeah. are 21. I mean, dude, you're yeah. you're built yeah. for distance. Yeah, know? for sure. I mean, I think, again, we've talked about this before in, in previous podcasts, and we're talking about draft previews, draft reviews, or, or, or other ones. It's like, like you know, I, I don't think this is a this year team, but it like – this is a team, if all these guys mature, like, there's a chance of dominating the 80s, certainly the early 80s with this team. I mean, this this, this looks to be a scary, scary good team. 
I think there's going to be, I think we're going to just see a lot more parody in general. Like, like you said, Detroit's going to get better and I'm going to get better. And, and, you know, this, these teams, a couple teams are going to have to figure out where they're going. Are they going to have to tear down and, you know, but it's going to be interesting to see as, as Manhattan gets older and, and Boston runs out of money, you know, it's like, right. right. (laughs) So these there's a, a year or two left, you know, I think where these guys are going to dominate, but after that, it's going to get interesting. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so to me, it's like a, the great convergence. I, I, I foresee like a great convergence where like everybody's clustered between 76 and 80 wins. Right. right. And like the outlier guy, it's like, Ooh, somebody makes it to 90 wins. You killed it. You know? So, all right. Well, that I think might be a conversation for a future podcast. Yep. Probably our, um, our season preview once we get through the draft and the free agency gets done and uh, you know everybody everything shakes down and we see kind of what all the pieces everybody has and again you know we've uh, not we I think I predicted some uh, some movement as far as draft picks getting traded uh, I mean we've seen that happen uh, one of those picks got traded not necessarily what we maybe would have thought uh, you know Detroit picking up another first round pick a very high first round pick but you know I get the sense that there's going to probably be some more movement and uh, you know I think uh, Glenn in the last hour has probably sent off about uh, 15 messages of different guys looking for first baseman or other other players so well, I'm sure we'll see a little movement on that front as well um but until all that shakes down, uh, this has been a lot of fun. And again, it's going to be very exciting to see what happens once we get the preseason, uh, offseason done and we start moving into uh, uh, the 1979 season. So, uh, you know, again, until, uh, until we uh, talk to all of you again, as we like to say here, well, here, here's the fake baseball. Yeah.